Welcome to the latest episode of the In The Flat podcast. I'm your host this week, uh, Jordan Schultz, with Jess Saban. Uh, Tony Keel is out in the field um, going to the games, you know, seeing everything. So it's just another exciting week. We're close to wrapping up bowl season, close to wrapping up uh, national championship, all that. And, you know, we went through the last couple weeks with so many bowl games. Um, so we're going to break down those bowl games. We're going to break down the bowl games that um, haven't happened yet. We're also going to break down the college football playoffs, um, semifinals, and what we're going to th- see through that, and then also leading up to uh, college football uh, championship game. And then we'll also have a fun question at the end for uh, you all. So stick tuned, and here we go. Um, so we're just going to go through um, our last podcast kind of ended with the uh, Tuesday, December 20th games. So I'm going to go through the games a little bit here. So the first one is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which was uh, Eastern Michigan won 41 to, against San Jose, who had 27. Uh, Jess, do you have anything to say on this game? Or not really? Not much to say. Uh, Eastern Michigan kind of just took over. I mean, it was a two-score game. Not much to say there. Yeah, definitely. It just... It's one of these bowl games that kind of just fall under the radar unless you're a big fan of those schools. Um, the next bowl game that happened on the same day was the Boca Raton Bowl, which was Toledo, who won 21 uh, against Liberty, who had 19. Um, like just said last, I don't think there's a lot to say in this game. I think uh, two close opponents uh, schedule-wise, also just record-wise, it kind of showed right here. Um, so... The next game was the, the Wednesday, December 21st, the New Orleans Bowl, which was Western Kentucky against South Alabama. Uh, West Kentucky won this game 44-23. to I'm pretty sure uh, last week we chose – I chose South Alabama. Um, I think we all picked South Alabama. That, yeah, I think that was the one that we were joking that we doomed them. <laughs> yes, we definitely doomed them. We I, cursed. I, we cursed I, them so badly. I think it's it's the tale of Western Kentucky's offense can sling the ball and put up outstanding passing numbers, and it showed um, Austin Reed almost had 500 passing yards with four touchdowns. So I think right there, it's so hard to choose, especially like these bowl games, but especially these two teams. Like, we'll, are we going to see the Western Kentucky we've seen the last couple of years with you know Bailey Zappi and all that, you know, putting up huge numbers? So. Just another bowl game out there. Um, but the next one was the December 22nd, the Armed Forces Bowl, uh, where uh, Air Force played Baylor, and Air Force won 30-15. to 15. Um, Jess, were you surprised at its outcome, or was it what you thought it would be? I was – I mean, I wasn't surprised that Air Force won, but that they won <laughs> as kind of dominantly as they did, I was surprised. I mean, Air Force, I mean, all of the attention to the military schools goes to Army-Navy and the Army-Navy game and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And Air Force is quietly put up, like, multiple ten, nine, ten-win seasons over the past decade. And they've, I think they've been more consistently better than Army or Navy have for a little while now. So, you know, got to give some love to the Air Force there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the Air Force right now is the best armed forces uh, team out right now, um, especially when you pass the ball seven times total and you run well, for... Army si- or Navy does. Yeah, you run They're 67. 
times. It's 67 kind of times. Though, the Air Force refuses to put the ball through the air. Hey, <laughs> it's the Armed Forces. You know, they just don't like like throwing the ball. I guess it's a ground pound. I, I, I think, you know, Army. They like Armed Forces there. Not yeah. much air support. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's the air forces, not our. Uh, it's the air forces, but they like being the, fl- the ground forces, like you know. That's but they, they don't want to be too different from Army Navy, but they will separate themselves by throwing the ball seven times instead of once or twice, and having over a hundred passing yards in those seven times where they completed only four passes. So that's revolutionary for our, I, for our military academies. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, next couple games uh, were December 23rd, which was Louisiana versus Houston. Um, Houston won this game 23 to 16, and I don't. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I picked. I think Tony picked Louisiana just because it was a home game. But yeah. if did you pick Louisiana, I don't remember if you picked Louisiana no, or Houston. I picked Houston. I thought Houston okay. was going to roll. Uh, so I was surprised that it was as close as it was. But I'm pretty sure this game was cold, though. I think it was, like, kind of cold there, like in the I 30s. Louisiana got cold. It was in the 30s. Everywhere was cold uh, that whole week, last week. Fair. But not really surprising. I think both those teams could have won. Um, the next game, which I, the uh, Jasperilla Bowl... Um, I was kind of surprised in the outcome of this game. Uh, Wake Forest, it was Wake Forest, Forest versus Missouri. Uh, Wake Forest had 27 points. Missouri had 17. Um, I was kind of surprised in this outcome. I thought Wake Forest would come out and dominate, but Sam Hartman um, <clears throat> played a good game to end his uh, Wake Forest career um, and pulled out the victory over Missouri. Uh, any thoughts on this game, Jess? Uh, I mean, not all that much. I had, I think I had Wake Forest winning this game. Um, but I was, honestly, I was impressed by, uh, Wake Forest's defense. Um, you know, obviously Hartman, 23 for 36, 280, three touchdowns, one pick, you know, added an additional 15 yards on the ground. So he did his thing, but Brady Cook... 29 for 48, only 215 yards. It's under like that's under 10 yards a pass. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. The defense held uh, Missouri to an inefficient run- rushing attack. They only had one back really av- get anywhere, and that was Cody Schrader. Uh, the guy with the most attempts on the ground actually was Cook, 14, but he only got 38 yards. So it was like not even three yards of carry. So, you know, it was – Wake Forest was just clearly the better team. Uh, they didn't dominate, dominate, but they that, – at the very least, the score suggested a very comfortable victory for Wake Forest. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this right – this game – one of, this game right here really shows how the transfer portal really does affect the team. I think if Missouri didn't have as many transfers – one of the top receivers in the SEC didn't transfer out. I think this game would have been different, and I think Missouri would have pulled this one out. But, um, but Brady Cook actually had five, averaged four point five um, yards per pass. Um, just oh my God. Just so you know, 
Uh, <laughs> Sam Hartman only had 7.8, but still better than 4.5. That's st- that's not good. No, not, not at all. good at all. But not even five <laughs> yards a pass. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the next game was uh, Christmas Eve, the 24th of December. It was the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, if you could guess, it was in Hawaii. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. You don't say. <laughs> uh, played San Diego State. Uh, Middle Tennessee won this game 25-23. Um, I, I think it was a lot. I, I don't know these two teams as well as I know the, you know the bigger teams, but I think it was a little closer than I thought it would be. Um, but also there in Hawaii, I think they didn't care who won. They were hanging out there, there probably for a week. Christmas Eve in Hawaii, I think anyone would want that right now with the cold. Um, what do you think? Any thoughts on this game? Um, not necessarily on this game in particular, but I, you know, there have been a bunch of game, bunch of these bowl games these past, however long it they since they've started. There's a lot of like less than teams winning by less than a touchdown. You know, this game was what two points. The Liberty game was two points. Uh, next game we're going to be talking about the Quick Lane Bowl, five points. Uh, Buffalo only beat Georgia Southern by two. You know, so just a lot of close games this year. So it's, I mean, clearly if you are a fan of these teams and you're watching to some of these small, some of these smaller bowl, bowls, or you just have the time and you're just watching every game that you can, like. There have been some good games. <laughs> At the very least, they've been close. No, yeah, definitely. It's been a good bowl season. I think they did a pretty decent job at like matching up the teams uh, against one another, and and that also, <clears throat> you know. But like you said, they've been super close, and and you got to think, you know, there are a lot of people that have off work for a while, two weeks. Um, you know, college kids have off school for a month, so. Yeah, a lot of people that are watching these games still. Um, so I'm glad they're kind of close. I'm I'm glad to see that it's just not them blow, teams getting blown out. But it also has to be with a lot of transfer portal stuff and a lot of sitting out of these bowl games has really, I think, shown up a lot um, lately. So we'll do now. The next game is from December 26th. Um, for any of our UK listeners, um, Boxing Day, um, if you'd like to call it, mm-hmm. on the Quicken Loan Bowl. Uh, New Mexico State uh, played against Bowling Green. New Mexico State pulled this one out 24-19. to I definitely thought Bowling Green would win this game just because they're kind of the hometown. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure they're like an hour and a half, two hours away from Detroit. Um, so, any thoughts on this game? I mean, not really. Not much again. Just good game, close game. You know, it's one of those that... Uh, I don't really have much to say. I didn't get that much of a chance to, to watch this past week tra- with travel and everything. So, you know, uh, not much to say. No, yeah, definitely. This, this this game was at a weird time. A lot of people travel at this time. So <clears throat> I think it was a lot clo- It was a really close game. Um, I just think when I watched a little bit of it and I saw the highlights, uh, Bowling Green just couldn't stop New Mexico State's run. New Mexico State had 240 rushing yards and that really kind of was the edge in this game um but 
not a lot to say in this game, like you said. Um, these beginning bowl games are kind of the slow ones, the kind of the ones to get you ready for those big ones. Um, so we're going to jump into the next um, day, which was the 27th, um, with the Camilla Bowl, uh, Buffalo against Georgia Southern. I know Jess talked already uh, stated that it was 23-21. to 21. I watched a little bit of this game. It just kind of seems slow at points. Uh, the, the two teams were evenly matched, um, but it's just a group of five schools that sometimes they're in that th where it's kind of a slow game, not the greatest of quarterbacks, not the greatest running attack, and their defense can stop You know that. So any thoughts on this, this close, close game? If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is Buffalo's second straight win in the Camilla Bowl. And, I mean, I was impressed by Buffalo. I think they had a number of players out injured. Uh, they were using a lot of reserve guys, and they just didn't give in. They stuck with it. The The game plan it was clearly – it worked out in the end, and they got their second straight bowl victory. Again, I believe it's their second one in the – second straight year in the Camilla Bowl. And, you know, just kudos to the, the backups coming in, stepping up. I think they had a very young secondary, a very inexperienced secondary. A lot of these position groups for them, again, had to go into the reserves or were already kind of in a rebuilding stage this year, and they got the job done. Yeah, definitely, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, Georgia Southern, I think they're, I don't know how many, four, four or five years into being in the FBS um, so it's just nice to see them in a bowl game, uh, just you know, so early in their you know career here in the FBS. Next game was the first responder bowl, which was Memphis versus Utah State, and this one was one of the games that was not close. Uh, Thirty-eight to ten, Memphis on this game. Um, any thoughts on this game? I know you said you were traveling a lot, so you couldn't really watch. But you know, just any thoughts on this game? Just looking at the score. Not really. Clearly, one team was better than the other. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it does. Memphis has had, has a, had a solid team this year. Um, but, yeah, I thought Utah State was going to put up a bit more of a fight, if I'm being honest. But they, I don't know if Utah State had a lot of guys enter the transfer, sit out, injuries. But this game, it wasn't close. Oh, no, no, not at all. But I also think Memphis's quarterback really wanted to put on a show on national TV where everybody's watching and, and can get his name out there. He was 20 for 29, 284 yards, and three touchdowns. I definitely think he just played his best game of his career right now and just wanted to show the world um, that who he is. All right, so now we're going to jump down to the Birmingham Bowl, which um, our very own Jess... Saban, CU, Pirates, uh, uh, alma mater is uh, Eastern Carolina played Coastal Carolina um, in a, a really not close game. If, if you look at the score, uh, Eastern Carolina won 53 to 29. Jess, I'm going to throw it right to you. What are your thoughts on this game? I know you wanted Eastern Carolina to lose, but they won, so I don't know how, hey, whoa, how that whoa, happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, so first things first. Jordan, are, are you on Twitter all that much? Yes, sometimes. Do you follow uh, all a bunch of the different uh, 
barstool accounts for the college. Yes, I, I don't follow Eastern when Carolina just because I don't. Coastal Carolina's barstool was talking so much smack during the lead-up to the game. They were talking so much sugar honey iced tea, man. Like, it was, it was disgusting. And we came out, and we just did whatever we wanted to them. <laughs> it was magnificent. Holton Aylers, the hometown kid, finishes out his career with a career year with a bowl win. He had five touchdown passes, Birmingham bowl record. He added a six on the ground. Total touchdown record for the game. We just we just did whatever we wanted. I mean, Keaton Mitchell on the ground, over 100 yards. I believe he also got himself a score there. Um, it was it was just beautiful to watch, man. It was it was very very satisfying. You know, uh, if UNC loses, and then. Uh, I don't think South Carolina's played, but we have a chance to be the uh, the kings of North Carolina, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I forget if NC State's played already NC or not. Play, NC State um, plays on the 30th in the Mayo, Duke, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, so, you know, we got a, sh- we got a shot to be the, uh, I mean, Wake Forest there in the Carolinas, but... Uh, you know, of the schools with Carolina in their name, we have a chance here to be the only ones to walk away with a bowl win. But I'm, I'm proud of my guys this year. You know, it was great to watch. We we could have had a couple more wins in the regular season. Probably should have. Cough, NC State game. Um, but overall, this was a very great year for my Pirates, and we stuck it to Coastal. Uh, that was satisfying, especially once that Barstool account, Coastal Carolina's Barstool account, just shut up, <laughs> like, at halftime. Yes, good good to see Jess over here happy about Eastern Carolina doing something. <laughs> East, in, you, East Carolina, In, in college football. Okay. So, the round out the games that leading up to this podcast, uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl which was Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State, and Wisconsin pulled this one out 24-17. to 17. I kind of think um, this one kind of surprised me. I think Wisconsin was down and out this whole year and pulling this one out against Oklahoma State, but also, once again, Oklahoma State was down and out this year. So I, I think... They weren't at one point. They were my team at one point this year. I that, that's that why. That's why. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think Wisconsin is going back to their ground-and-pound kind of offense with their new head coach, uh, new system. That ground-and-pound offense for Washington, Wisconsin has really held up for them the last couple of years, and it looks like this game they had 258 uh, rushing yards with 48, 47 attempts. Um, so, And if you look at the penalties, this game was pretty uh, you know, good with that. Uh, two penalties for Wisconsin, three penalties for Oklahoma State, kind of uh, – a disciplined game, and I think that showed in the score only being 24-17. Just any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin's defense, I mean, 3.8 yards per carry allowed to uh, Oklahoma State's leading rusher. But, you know, as you were saying about Wisconsin's ground pound attack, I mean, Bray- Braylon Allen, 22 for 116 in the touchdown. 
Ches Malusi, 16 for 77 in the touchdown. Uh, they had they got a contribution from Skylar Bell, who only had one carry, but it went for 44 yards. And you know, it's they forced two two interceptions from uh, Garrett Wrangle, the Oklahoma State quarterback. You know, so clearly Wisconsin just kind of I wouldn't necessarily say did whatever they wanted, but they controlled this game. They controlled the flow of the game, and you know, at the end of the day, it was 24-17, and for a you know, not exactly the highest-powered offense. That's the kind of game you're looking for for Wisconsin. You know, it's not like they can – it's not like they were ever really slinging it like they're Ohio State or Tennessee this year, you know. So they had to control the clock and dominate on defense, and they seemed to do so. And definitely, it really showed in this game where they could – they did what they wanted, and I think that run game really helped them. All right, now we're going to go into the last couple, you know, not couple, last bowl games. And these probably are the biggest bowl games. You got the New Year's Six Bowl in here, or Six Bowls in here. You got, you know, most of the ranked opponents playing ranked opponents. You got um, college football playoff semifinals. So this next week, um, next even, I'm pretty sure it's the next three or four days are, are going to be wild. They're going to be bowl heavy with bowl games that are going to be close all around. Uh, and bowl games against ranked opponents. So we're going to start off with the pinstri- uh, yeah, pinstripe bowl against Minnesota at, uh, Minnesota against Syracuse, which in the beginning, I- I'm kind of glad it's the first game of this this you know stretch of really good games because Minnesota and Syracuse really kind of disappointed later on in the season. I-, I think you know both these teams started off strong. Um, we thought Syracuse was going to be a really dominant force, and, and Minnesota has always been that consistent Big Ten school, but they kind of fell off. Um, but I, I think Minnesota's going to pull this one out. I think Minnesota still has that stronger uh, team around them. Uh, Jess, what do you think? I think Syracuse is going to pull this one out. I mean, I know we've all been down on Clemson this year, you know, with the quarterback struggles, but... Syracuse is able to hang in there with a powerhouse like that. Like, say, we may not think of Clemson this year being able to hang with the likes of uh, Georgia or in Alabama or Ohio State, Michigan, whatever. But they're still, I think, you know, one of the better teams in the country, obviously. I mean, they're in the Orange Bowl. You don't just accident, you know, a mid level team doesn't just end up in the Orange Bowl. But, uh, you know, Syracuse was able to hang in with teams like them and I think they're going to come out they're going to get the W and I think they win by like 10 13 points honestly I don't think they're going to be able to stop Minnesota's run game one of the best running backs in college football um and, and I just don't think they lost you know last four of their five last games by 10 10 plus points Besides the Boston College game where they won by nine. So I, I don't know if. I just think Syracuse has kind of s- slowed down from what they heart, the fast start they had. Uh, so, but, you know, always 50 50. And, and Jess is just picking wrong at this point right now. So um, we're going to jump into the Cheez It Bowl, which is Florida State versus Oklahoma in. This bowl is in Orlando, Florida. Um, you can give your pick first here, Jess. Who do you have for this game? 
This is a tough one. But... I mean, Oklahoma's still a talented team. And they had a... But this has been such a down year. For, I'm going to go Florida State. Uh, finished the year 9-3. and three. Solid overall offense. I mean, we saw... I mean, it was week one, and they had that crazy game against LSU, but... I think I'm going Florida State here. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. Florida State, I think Florida State, you know, right now is the more uh, – this season are just uh, a all, better all-around team um, than Oklahoma right now. Quarterback plays really consistent. Jordan Travis uh, has, has slowly creeped up on one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch and just see highlights of him because he's, he's really grown as a quarterback since last year and has really shown a lot. Uh, and like you said, I think just Florida State, you can just go from that first game of the year where they barely beat LSU but still a win um, is going to be what's going to happen here. They have, I think, a top 15 offense in the country this year too. I think yeah. they were like in that 10 to 12 range, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to keep up. No, not at all. I think um, – yeah, Oklahoma's not going to be up, and Oklahoma's been so inconsistent this year. So, Florida State for both of us. So that's uh, Jess is going to be one and one. And I'm going to be two and two. It's okay. Two for two. I'm. You're going to be two and zero. Oh, I'm one and one right now. That's what we're going with. Yeah, because you're going right. to miss. You missed the pinstripe bowl. Oh, um, the yeah. last bowl that is going to be December 29th is the Alamo Alamo Bowl. I don't know why I said it so weird, but sorry, Texas people. Um, <laughs> which is going to be in San Antonio, Texas, which is and it's going to be Washington versus Texas. Um I I'm, I'm going to go Texas in this game. I think I, I definitely think Texas tra- is going to travel really well for this game and it's going to be like a home field game for them. It's not even going to be really fair home or away game. It's Texas is going to be home in this game and I think they're going to be able to uh, bully this Pac-12 uh, defense. What do you think, Jess? You see, I don't disagree. I think that home field is going to play a big part. I mean, Texas, is, it's one of the – like when I think of college football, the University of Texas is one of the first teams I think of. Like they're just te- – football and Texas, they just go together. <laughs> That being said, I mean, Washington had the number two total offense in all of college football this year. And Texas has been so inconsistent. Like, they will, you know, be able to hang with the likes of Alabama and then just fall apart against some other Big 12 teams. I mean, trying to, I'm pulling up their schedule right now. You know, they lost by seven to Oklahoma State, they beat Oklahoma 49 to zero. But then, you know, they only put up 10 against TCU. They lost to Texas Tech. They, again, narrowly lost to Alabama. So it just, like, I don't know what kind of offense Texas is going to have coming into this game. So I think I'm going Washington here. I think their offense is just going to be too good. And I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Washington would win this game, like, 45-42. 45-42. I think that's the kind of game we're in for. No, yeah. Definitely, I think 
It's going to be really close, and I think it's kind of going to be a shootout, just these two teams. We don't I mean we don't know defensively how good Washington's uh, defense is 100% because Pac-12 is just, in my eyes, defense is so struggly there. So, no, this game could go either way in my eyes too. And uh, But I already said I got Texas this game just because home field is going to be a big, big part. All right, now on to the um, probably the bigger games coming up the December 30th. Um, so we're going to start off with the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And I'm pretty sure this is the, the bowl game that whoever's win, the coach has to put mayonnaise on themselves. I think that's happened last year, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year. But um, it's NC State versus Maryland. Um, this, one's, this one's probably one of the harder games to choose. Um, I, if, if it was last year, I'd pick Maryland, um, but it's not last year, and Tua's been Tua, t- not Tua, sorry, his brother Tunga Vailoa, uh, whatever. But Maryland's quarterback's been kind of inconsistent, and Talia. NC, yeah, Talia. NC, Talia. NC State has been inconsistent. But I'm gonna choose NC State on this one. I think. Um, this is another game that's a home field advantage, kind of, um, with it being in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So, give me NC State by a, a couple touchdowns, I think. Jess? Uh, it's another one. Uh, I don't know. Do you know if Devin Leary is going to be playing for NC State? Because didn't he answer the, enter the transfer portal? I don't know for sure. Most players don't enter just for playing. Don't. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm taking Maryland. But if he is playing, I'm taking NC State. It feels like a bit of a cop-out answer. Yeah, that's cheating. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because he also got injured earlier this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Maryland. Uh, okay. I'm not quite certain on Devin Leary's status. And I obviously, you know... There tends to be a bit of a difference, you know, between the starter and the backup when it comes to college football. I mean, not every school can go from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones, you know, to Bryce Young the way Alabama has. You know, where they can just have these guys on the depth chart that were five stars. So I'm, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go Maryland. You know, they, I think Maryland's also got some solid receivers. So. I, I think Maryland wins this game 24-20. Yeah, I think it's going to be super close. And like you said, this is a toss-up game. It could be either way. I think whoever whoever is going to have the whoever's going to score the most points um, wins this game. That is that does tend to be how football works. <laughs> uh, all right. Now the next game is the Sun Bowl, which is located in El Paso, Texas. Um, UCLA versus Pitt. This one's easy for me. I think UCLA is going to blow Pitt out. It's going to be 42-10. to 10. I think UCLA has a explosive offense. I think DTR is... Uh, I, he just does magical things sometimes. And I think UCLA this year has a better uh, special... Uh, better star players on offense and defense. Yes, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yes, I, yeah, I think it's. I'm thinking. You know, 
42-17 kind of game. 49-17. Yeah, they UCLA I don't think this year. Has the personnel to match up with UCLA. Not this year. If they had Kenny Pickett like last year, I think it'd be Yeah, Kenny last Pitt. year's team, you know, with Pickett and Addison, you know, but that's that's last year. <laughs> this is this year. All right. The next game is the Gator Bowl, where me and Tony's, Tony and I's team, Notre Dame, plays South Carolina in Jacksonville, Florida. Give me Notre Dame just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but not just because I just don't think uh, South Carolina has been consistent this year. Yeah, they had some really big wins against schools, but... Uh, I'm still not 100% with Spencer Rattler. I don't know if I can be until he shows this consistently. So, Notre Dame. Jess, well, better not pick. Me, no, Jess, Jess, if it's against Notre Dame, just stop talking now. Can I finish? Yes. <laughs> For me, it's dependent on a couple of things. Notre Dame, obviously... Has a lot more talent. Is Mayor? Do you know if Mayor's playing? Is uh, what's his name? Patterson on the offensive line? Is he playing? You know what? Who is and isn't playing? I think you guys have uh, an edge rusher who's supposed to be top tier. Who's you know? A lot of these guys are declaring for the draft. You know, so are these guys playing? Like, if we are being honest here, Jordan, I that think- matters. Right now they are, if I'm not mistaken. I I don't remember for sure, but also you got to look at a new quarterbacks playing in the system, and, and is South Carolina gonna be ready for what a game and a half of film they have on, or a half a game, not even a half a game of film they have on Tyler Buckner? I, I think it's Notre Dame's gonna be able to even even with the players like Michael Mayer. And th- Mayer is not playing. Oh, yeah, they're not. Pine, Bellamy, or oh, Lacey. Oh. Well, Pine's not going to play because Pine is transferred. Yeah. So. But even without Mayer, without I, Mayer, I, you, if, if Mayer is I mean, a great. This is a South Carolina team that ended the year beating Tennessee and Clemson back-to-back. Listen, but they beat Clemson by one point. What happened when Notre Dame played Clemson? Jess, 35 to 14? Shouldn't have been 14? Notre Dame dominated that game. I, I think I will go Notre Dame here. I yes. do think they're more talented overall. Just And at the end of the day... Jess bought himself another week on the podcast, everybody. Um, if you all want right, to message right. him, message him on Twitter and say, good job, Jess, you did the right thing. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the next game, which is the Arizona Bowl, which is a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl against Ohio, Ohio against Wyoming, which is in the middle of these ranked games to be a unranked yeah. game. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to choose Gator Bowl between South Carolina and Notre Dame and the Orange Bowl of Tennessee versus Clemson. Don't forget to tune in for Ohio versus Wyoming. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people are going to be. What? It, it, no, Notre Dame, Syracuse, or South Carolina is going to be at the same time. So, But also the Ohio 
versus Wyoming games on Barstool. You got to, like, I don't know if it's a pay for bar. I don't know how that works. But give me Ohio. I think Ohio's a better team. I think Ohio's going to beat Wyoming. Jess? Yeah, Ohio finished the year 9-4, and four, Wyoming 7-5. Not too much of a difference there. I think I'm also going to go Ohio. Um, I don't know much about either team, but I, from what I have heard, I think, do think Ohio has been a bit better this year. You know, outside of just record, obviously. Um, but, yeah, give me Ohio. All right. So two Ohio's. Mm-hmm. All right. Now the next one is the Orange Bowl, and I know just talked about it for a little bit. Uh, Tennessee versus Clemson for the true orange team in college football. Um, orange versus orange versus orange in the Orange Bowl. Um, give me Clemson in this game um, just because Hennon Hooker is now playing. Um, they got rid of DJ, so their slow offense is going to be okay. And, you know, I, I just think right now without Hooker, um, Tennessee is not the Tennessee we've seen all year. And I think Clemson's going to be able to exploit that and be able to compete and be able to beat this team just because they're a more physical team. They're going to have a better quarterback at the moment, um, better running back. So, Clemson. Yeah, give me they get Clemson. to keep the orange. Comes in, I mean, it certainly doesn't help. I mean, not only is Hooker out, but Tillman and Hyatt, their two best wide receivers opted out because they're both going into the NFL draft. Um, so just all that firepower that led Tennessee to being, I think it was the overall number one offense in America this year, so much of that is gone. And... Again, I, I don't think – I mean, Tennessee is recruiting well right now, but I don't – they are not in Ohio State where, yeah, sure, you got you have like three – your top three wide receivers opt out or be injured and miss. But don't worry, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. coming off the bench. You know, that isn't Tennessee, and I don't think the – with all this firepower out, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Clemson. Maybe oh, yeah. they keep it somewhat interesting, but I, I I see this as a game where Clemson is just going to pull away in the second half, and even then, you know, when I say pull away, it's probably not going to be as close as maybe it looks at first. No, definitely. I, I think you're hit the nail on the head right there. I think Clemson's gonna has a better team right now. Um, so now we're gonna go on to New Year's Eve with the Music City Bowl which is another throw. I, I think <clears throat> they've been throwing these games in. I don't know how these two teams got into this late bowl, but Iowa, Iowa versus Kentucky. Um, I'm going to go with Iowa. I think the Iowa has a good defense. I don't. I think Will Levis going to the draft. He's not. I'm not 100% sure. Is he not playing? If he's not playing he's in this bowl playing. game. He opted out. Yeah, so he's not playing in this bowl game. I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to compete with Iowa's defense and how dominant they are right now. So Here's I got the Iowa. the thing, though. Even if Kentucky doesn't score, are we certain Iowa can? Hey, hey, their defense can score. Oh, right. I forgot. They're going to they're gonna have, like, one pick six or 
uh, a fumble recovery that just gets them into the red zone immediately, and they'll be able to kick a field goal, and Iowa wins this game 3-0. Well, Kentucky has no good – doesn't have really good defense this year, so they can – you know, Iowa can run the ball. That might be uh, what happens. But I, I think this is going to be like an Iowa wins 10-7 to kind of game. I think it's going to be 9-4. to don't ask you how the four. Banking on two safeties, don't, huh? Don't ask how the four happens. They might not even be safeties, They're gonna right? They're going to get the legendary one-point safety. Yep. Yep. I don't think it's ever happened, actually. It actually has, I think so. Really? Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I think it happened, but it was like something. It wasn't like a, it was, yeah, I, I think it happened. I know it hasn't happened in the NFL. I think it happened in college once. I think that's what I saw, but don't quote me on that, okay? I'm but all right, win. now let's go to probably one of the better, you know, early games that we have this whole bowl season, and that is the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Alabama plays against Kansas State, who's number nine. So, in New Orleans, um, I don't know who I have for this game. I I just you know, but I got Alabama. I think. Bryce Young coming back. Will Anderson, I'm pretty sure, is playing in this bowl game. Um, I don't know if it'll, I don't really think a lot of people transfer from Alabama and that are opting out of this bowl game. So here are the current opt outs due to NFL draft or transfer portal for Alabama: Treshawn Holden, Christian Leary, JoJo Earl, Trey Sanders, Kyrie Jackson, Amari Knight, Tommy Brockemeyer, Damian George, Javion Cohen, and Braylon Ingram. I uh, I still got Alabama. I don't know if Kansas State really has a good enough team with stars like Alabama has. Even Alabama just reloads. Yeah, those kids transfer. Those guys are not playing this game. But I'm gonna put this another four star recruit in behind them. And Bryce Young's playing, and I think Bryce Young can hold his own against any team. And it's really showed a lot, even against Tennessee where they lost. You know, they were they were down. I'm pretty sure they were down 21 to zero at one point, and they came back. Uh, Alabama came back up. So I just can't count Alabama and Bryce Young out, um, especially in a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Nick Saban is Nick Saban. Oh, my so gosh. That's your favorite I Saban. I, go. I think I got to go Alabama. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the first games of the new year for college football uh, will go to the Reliquest? Reliquest? Bowl? Reliquest. Yeah, Reliquest. Same thing. <laughs> Bowl, which is in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Mississippi State plays uh, Illinois. Um, I This game right here, I think Mississippi State's going to come out and play their best game of the year, um, especially with um, their head coach passing away. Um, so... I think it's just going to be uh, Mississippi State is going to bully Illinois and put up mass monster numbers just so they can um, just have that last win of the season. You know. Yeah, it's a tough one to judge how these players are going to respond, but uh, I, I do think they get this one for uh, for their coach. So yeah. I'm also going Mississippi State. Yep. All right. Now the Citrus Bowl, which is LSU versus uh, Purdue, and I 
don't know. Uh, this is this is the the Bulls um, uh, that SEC team play has to play a Big Ten team, and, and that's how it is. Um, that's why uh, LSU has to play this Purdue. Uh, I'm going to choose LSU. I think LSU is going to be able to manhandle Purdue, especially Purdue being really inconsistent this year and having a new head coach. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think his name is Ali Gay for LSU defensive end. I know he opted out, but uh, yeah, I think I'm also going LSU here. All right, the next bowl game, which is Jess's favorite player of ever, uh, the Cotton Bowl. USC <laughs> plays Tulane. Um, Jess. You can go first on this one. I know you're going to pick USC. and You're just going to pick Caleb Williams, no one else. Well, yeah. <laughs> do I need to pick anyone else? <laughs> I mean, I, I, th- I think they got uh, – USC has a couple players that opted out. I'm trying to find the exact list here. Um, but uh, I think Addison isn't playing um, – not sure though, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going USC. I, Tulane isn't going to be able to keep up with Williams, even if he's still a little hobbled. But he's had a decent amount of rest since the uh, championship game, so give me USC. Yeah, 100. percent I'm choosing USC too. Um, I just don't think Tulane has the firepower, has the star power, has uh, Caleb Williams on their team. Um, I just don't think. Anyone, not a lot of teams right now can compete with that, and I think Tulane, with it being not up to the standard of all the other teams, like Alabama, you know, the Power 5 schools, I think USC is just going to manhandle them. So we're going to round out this before we talk about the college football playoff uh, semifinals with the Rose Bowl, which I think is going to be a decent game, Utah against Penn State. In the Rose Bowl, um, I have Utah because Utah beat USC and Utah, actually Utah owns USC and Oregon. um, And I I think Utah is the better team. I don't think Penn State really has a consistent quarterback. And I think Utah is that tough team to beat. Uh, Jess, who do you got? Um... I think I'm going Penn State. Utah has had several key players opt out. Tavion Thomas, Dalton Kincaid, and Kark Phillips are all not playing this game. Um, so, I mean, Penn State isn't going to have Joey Porter or Parker Washington, but I think Penn State. I think Penn State's going to win this one. All right, another wrong answer for Jess. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to jump into the more awaited, two weighted games before 2020, until uh, we get the 12-team playoffs. So we got these four-team playoff with these two bowl games. Uh, let's, we'll start with uh, the Fiesta Bowl, which is Michigan versus TCU. Um, winner goes on to play in the Coswell playoffs championship game. So I'm going with... Oh man, I don't know. I got. I'm picking TCU. I'm riding TCU through the end. I think um, TCU has a better quarterback right now. Um, 
And I think if they can stop the run, Blake Corum's out for Michigan. Um, I think if they can stop the run and hold J.J. McCarthy to have to throw the ball deep and play a good shell, good not shell, but a good defense, unlike Ohio State did when they played, I think TCU could pull this one out. Jess? Yeah, with Blake Corum out, I am a little more hesitant with picking Michigan. Just, But I do think this isn't like last year for Michigan where they were a bit limited due to quarterback play. So I'm going with Michigan. I mean, we saw that even without Corum, they were still able to beat Ohio State and did so convincingly. Um, and as good as TCU has looked, I think that Michigan is just a bit more well-rounded. You know, they got that big Big Ten pedigree. So I'm going with Michigan. Okay. Good. Good. You know, you always got to have that, you know, debate. Especially when we come back and talk about how you were wrong. So, um, the last bowl game that we're going to talk about, and the you know the one that I think more people are going to be more excited for, is Ohio State versus Georgia. Um, I think this game is probably one of the better bowl games or better college football playoff championship games we're going to or semifinal games we're going to see the last couple of years. I definitely think Georgia's going to pull this one out. I think Georgia's going to be able to stop um, C.J. Stroud. I think their defense is going to be able to hold up Ohio State's scoring offense and, and kind of do the same thing Michigan did, and I think they're going to go off that, but they're also going to bring their own different style to it all, and I think they're, uh, Stetson Bennett's going to show out this game and just kind of finish the season strong and try to get a you know, better draft stock, a better just stock in general. So give me Georgia on this one. I know it's surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, spoiler alert for my final pick. I think this is a Georgia's championship to lose, and I don't think they're going to lose it. Uh, Ohio State, it doesn't – I mean, Jackson Smith Najigba is going to be out. That's another weapon for them. Yes, they have Marvin Harrison, but this is a Georgia defense that – I mean, Nolan Smith's gone for the year, and they did not miss a beat. You know, I mean, and Smith is supposed to be projected first, late first, early second round guy, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not like he was just some, yeah, he's going pro, but he's going fourth round kind of guy. Like, no, this guy is supposed to be one of the best players in the country. And Georgia, I... I don't see any team beating them this year. So, again, spoiler on my championship game prediction there, but I'm going Georgia all the way here. Oh, yeah, definitely Georgia all the way. I think Georgia's the best all-around team in general. All right. So those are the bowl games, and those are the last couple bowl games going into the college football champion, uh, yeah, championship game and then all the craziness of recruiting and the rest of the transfers. But we have one final question, you know, with 2022 coming to an end, and just the amount of crazy games, you know, Alabama losing twice, you know, all everything. Um, so my question, uh, Jess, what was your favorite game? One game of the regular season that you watched and you were super just pumped for. It was a, a good barn burner game, crazy game. Um, you get Here, I'll give you two. You can do your favorite game and then an honorable, honorable mention. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it an honorable mention. Just two different categories. One, as an ECU fan, 
I was my favorite game of the year was the ECU Memphis overtime was a back and forth affair all game you know neither team ever really pulled away all that much you know it was close through to the end as a college football fan my answer here I I have a feeling you might pick something similar although your Notre Dame bias might be a little different uh the Tennessee Alabama game you know that was just so fun to watch shootout crazy finish I'm also a little biased there because uh, one of my best friends lives in Knoxville right now, so he's kind of gotten ingrained in the Tennessee fanatic culture there. So just seeing that also, you know, to see a new team kind of rise out and kind of establish themselves and, you know, sadly, we don't think it's going to end all that well for them this year, but see Alabama lose like that, it was it was a fun, fun game. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the two great games, I think there's, there was a bunch of great games this year. But for my honorable mention, uh, it's a game that me and Tony actually went to go see, the Notre Dame-Clemson game, where Notre Dame just beat up on Clemson. The energy in the stadium was awesome. Um, the block punt was awesome. I, I think that game was one of my you know, you know, know, favorite games to watch this year. It was just so, so close, so tense. Um, in the beginning when, until Notre Dame started pulling away. But I'm going to choose, I think this one, I'm going to go way back to the first game of the season, Florida State beating LSU 24-23, watching that game. That game was wild. That game was so crazy, and, and it was just so much fun to watch. I, you At the end of this game, I don't know who was going to win. It could have been LSU. It could have been Florida State. It could have been LSU by 60. It could have been Florida State by 60. Halfway th- it, the game was crazy, and the game was so much fun to watch, and I, I, that's why I got to choose that one. It, it just, but like you said, there was like I said, there's so many games, and your game was great to watch. Um, the LSU Alabama game was great to lo- watch. You know, there was so many, so many games. App State beating Texas A&M. You know, just multi multitude of games that really, really just. Blew, blew a lot of games out of the water this year. A couple years, just outstanding and good to see Alabama fall twice. Any more thoughts, Jess? Not really. I feel like we covered everything today. Yeah, um, a lot of I know, games, a lot to look forward to. It's gonna be very interesting once you know a lot of these top teams start playing because it always feels like. Every year around this time with these bowl games, you never quite, you never know quite what's going to happen. You know, is this something that always kind of comes up out of nowhere, and then you think a game's going to be a blowout, and then all you know, like UCLA Pitt, there's no time. It's college football. Any given Saturday, you know, the expression for any given Sunday with the NFL, and obviously it's going to go on Saturday, but you you get what I'm saying. No, yeah, definitely, and. Uh... You know, stars are born on Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, we're going to end the podcast here. Uh, thank you for listening. I know it's a long one, but we had to wrap up the rest of the bowl games um, and talk about the college football playoff semifinals. But um, going the next year, you know, we're going to have a lot more contact out, content out. Um, you can go to our website, uh, intheflatpodcast.com. Um, find us on Twitter at intheflatpod. Um, to see all our work and everything and um, 
a lot of big things coming next year. We're going to push out a lot of content. We're going to, you know, get everything started. So I uh, hope you had a happy holidays. Um, and I also hope your 2023 turns out to be one of the best years you ever had. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.